Welcome everybody to RPG Cast. This is November 17th and we are here with you again to bring you the latest news and um, I guess that's all we really do is the news. No tips and tricks, but um, we've got Michael Tidwell here, also known as Firemist. Say hi, Mike. Hello. I've got Jordan Jackson, also known as Jay Sensei here. Hello. And myself, Chris Perretier, a.k.a. Sabin1001. And we have a wonderful, rainy Saturday afternoon in, in Wisconsin. Um, kind of depressing out still outside, but... It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia? It's, and on-site at FanFest, it's actually mostly foggy here in Anaheim. <laughs> well, I was hoping you'd be the best weather of all, Mike, but so much for that transition. Hey. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's just the, the natural thing that it's the weekend at Disneyland, so, you know, it's got to rain on the parade. Ah, good point. <laughs> All right, well, let's kick it off with the news. First story, first details from the Final Fantasy XI Fan Fest. That would be where you are right now, Mike, isn't it? Yes, it would. It would be, let me count, 11 floors below me. Sweet. Going on as we speak? Yes, I actually am missing out to share the... Lovely podcast with you people. Aw, well, thank you. <laughs> we feel so special. Well, fill us in. Uh, What's right been now, going on? <laughs> well, the, most of the events happen in the afternoon, so the morning is when people get together. Uh, like last year, people need to form their parties with ran- either random strangers or if you were lucky enough to come with all your friends. Um, and then you go around to the different NPCs slash mercenary people, and they give you quests, and you try to fill it out. I tried to figure out what the prize was this year, and they didn't know. Hmm. Um, or they wouldn't tell me and just pretend they didn't know. That's probably more likely. But So there's a, there's a lot of downtime where there's no actual event going on. People are just trying to finish these quests. Usually it's you know trivia for Von Adil or... Um, I think there were, I mean, last year there were a couple of, like, drawing contests and things. So, you know, you pull on the different strengths of your party to do the quests and get uh, acceptable re- results. Cool. And uh, have been, has there been any big announcements or anything? Um, well, they, they named all the, like they do every fan fest, they named a whole bunch of changes to all the jobs currently uh, in the game. Um, they had the... Uh, Wings of the Goddess Tour, where you got to try out Dancer and Scholar. Mm-hmm. And, well, I was really set on being a dancer before uh, the tour, and I'm really, really set to be a dancer after the tour, because it's a frontline healer, so you actually get to heal without MP, and um, you get to attack things. I've always so imagined you as a dancer, so... That's just disturbing, actually. <laughs> I can't dance. That's why I don't play DDR anymore. But um, for the most part, the Scholar is uh, another back mage, jo- uh, back line mage. They want people to, you know, accompany the white mage and the black mage and sitting back there and watching the party kill things. Uh, Problem is with the tours, you know, there's no organization, so you're all just going out to kill things, so the scholar is really, really not represented because you're trying to hit things with a, a weak staff 
instead of with your magic because there's no resting time because the tour is 20 minutes per character. And if you rest, you're wasting half your time doing nothing. So you, you stand... So can you say that again about what the scholar is? He's a The scholar is like... Um, it's You know how the red mage was supposed to be a backline job, but everybody melees with it? Yeah. Um, the scholar really is a backline job. It has hardly... I mean, it has bad staff skill. It has... I mean, it's totally mage magic-oriented. Okay. Um, in, in any real party, a red mage who tried to frontline was either kicked or just yelled at profusely. So I don't, I don't know if I buy that argument, but they could solo. Right. The, the scholar cannot solo. But one of the nice things I showed was uh, the way the charges work. Um, you, it takes a certain amount of time to get a charge back, but you can use them uh, as fast as you have them. Mm-hmm. So you could, you could spend the time and store them up and then use them all in a really good battle, or you could uh, you know, space them out and use them. It adds a lot of... Uh, the stratums are things like uh, more intense casting, half the casting time, half the casting cost, uh, extended duration of enfeebling spells, or I think it was triple the magic and double the casting time. But, you know, things that... You don't have to, oh, like you're halfway through the battle and your your uh, shock wears off or whatever. You could have done it better. Does it make it worth it to switch if you're, if you're a white mage or a black mage? I don't know, because you don't know the endgame properties. They're only giving you a level 60 run. But, I mean, it's one of those things where if you like a mage, this will be a fun challenge. If you don't like a mage, then, you know, it's not really going to matter. If you didn't like the part where you had to sit back and watch everyone kill things, then this job still isn't for you. But the dancer seems not only to be a frontline, but it was really easy to solo things. You, uh, all the characters were dancer slash ninja, and because uh, those two go together, abilities, just like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, they do. Dancers uh, have never really been all that useful. I'm kind of surprised. Well, what it is, is since you're hitting the monster all the time, you're gaining the TP, you can use the TP to haste, you can use the TP to, to drain, to heal, to uh, status effect, to, um, you, to cure yourself, to cure your party, all based on your TP. You have absolutely no magic, so a TP is, when you're fighting, is almost unlimited. Um, it, was a, it was a little confusing how they explained it, but you use... A, sp- a move called Steps, and if you successfully hit the monster with the step, you get a finishing move, which opens up flourishes. And if you have one or two, you get to do different things. And I didn't find the flourishes very useful. Um, but, but you again, looked we're not doing fabulous doing them, didn't you? Huh? But you looked fabulous doing them, didn't you? Oh, it definitely looked fabulous doing them. But Did they go down easily? Or they was pretty resilient? You could skill chain with yourself. Oh, it's like the uh, old samurais. No, no, no. You can skill chain with one weapon skill with yourself. Oh, okay. You did, uh, you did a flourish, and you hit, uh, hit it with uh, like a wind uh, weapon skill, and detonation occurred. Huh. Or not detonation. Uh, yeah, something crappy. Um, so, <laughs> Yes, a, a level but, one. But skill. you've seen the pictures of the dancer, right? Do you really mm-hmm. want to be out there dressed like that if you're not a female character in the game? 
Well, first of all, I am a female character, so... Well, yeah, I know you are. Put the corsage on. No, the the male characters didn't look that good. Um, I guess it's just one of those things where... uh, And see, here's the problem is, with the new jobs from Ergon, you know, AF has been your endgame armor because there is no... Nothing beyond it because nothing adds blue mage skill. Nothing adds... um, you know, stuff to your to rolls or anything. Nothing except your AF works from 60 to 75. So, yeah, that is something to consider, that if you are a male character, you may be wearing the AF from 60 to 75, and the male character just not look good in it. Yeah, I got really looking forward to seeing those Galkin dancers. Going to be something else. Oh, everybody, everybody in the tour was Hume, so... Yeah, I think that was didn't on purpose. Didn't see any Tarpus, didn't see any Mithra, didn't see any Galka. Mithra dancers might not be so bad. Yeah, Mithra dancers the, are going to be hot. Mithra dancers will be okay. Taro dancers you can at least forgive, but the Galkin and the Humes... Oh, Elvan even. I don't want to oh, see baby, that. Oh, baby, oh, baby. Can't tell what gender a Taro is anyway. It won't matter. Yeah. Oh, well. Enough talk of this. I don't want to be sucked back into this game. I, I, I got rid of 11. I don't want to get back into that. Expansions are the only thing that could tempt me. So... Next story, so Dungeon... I shouldn't, I shouldn't tell you about the uh, Blast of the Past? All right, go ahead. <clears throat> so they're talking about... You do go back to the Crystal War. They went through this entire history... Um, of, hold on, hold on. Somebody's somebody's scraping something. A spoon across a bowl or something. I think Jordan's eating. Ah, Jordan's got to stop that or mute his mic. The wonders of Skype casts. All right, go ahead, Mike. Are we editing that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so you are literally going into the past, but what they tease you is you can change the the present by doing so. And I was trying to figure out what implications I could leave with with a game where people may not have the expansion or people may, may not be as far as other people. How does it affect the present? But it really opens up some interesting ideas. Have they said how you actually go back in time yet? Uh, they mentioned the device, and they mentioned um, a couple key things, but they did not tell you how because they'd love for you to go and figure it out. But they did let us explore some of the areas, and like, I mean, we were in Sandoria in the past, and it's all military, and you go out to Ron Far, and it looks like a battle zone. There's like craters in the ground. There's fences that are broken and burnt. They're you know. Uh, machinery is lying on the ground, all broken. It looks really, really cool compared right. to, uh, you know, the the lovely forest life that we have in the present. You and mean the Omega hairs? Uh, Sarabuta. Yeah. And it's all lush and green. It's not all dry and deserty. So there, there's new monsters. Um, yeah, there's like level fifty mobs in Ronfar. <laughs> It seems a little wrong. Because hmm. there's right because there's the old mobs, there's the worms, there's the crabs, and there's like, oh these are you know worthless. And then there's this uh this goblin that's level fifty five or something. And there's Colbury, which are level fifty five, and <clears throat> you're just like, Wow. A bit of a change. It'd be nice if they could make some of those changes permanent. And bring him back, like, if you uh, 
could bring the monsters back to the present. I don't know about the monsters, but just changing the environment up might be a good idea. Like I said, there leaves a lot open. I mean, it could be... If they played it one way, you could have people doing things in the past that would change the whole topography of on a deal in the present. Right. But people that, just load a whole totally different palette. Yeah. That well, that's what they said nice. at E three, that if you hunt certain monsters, potentially they could become extinct by Good. killing them all in the past. Well, there are monsters in the past that you don't see, so that may have already happened. And they were hinting at that, but I'm kind not of a cop sure. out method, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, we brought new monsters in because you don't see them because you killed them all. What monsters would Which we want to be extinct from the present in that game? Uh, I, I like all the Colbury to be back in the Far East instead of in the Middlelands because the reflect magic attack is nasty. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, so, let's yeah. Get rid of all the dragonflies um, or something. Lots of contests. Um, video contests. Uh, there's an utmost challenge for people starting from level one to see how far they can go. There's three ways you can win. You can have the highest level, you can have the most skill, or you can have the secret category that nobody knows. All right, secret category. So, yeah, some random person will win and be happy. Got to love it when you... It, it's kind of Mario Party style, really. <laughs> <clears throat> Excellent. But um, You suck the most. You well, win. Well, what, how about a... <laughs> yeah, someone did guess... That it would be the most deaths, or the least deaths might be the final category. <laughs> so, overall, do you think it's worthwhile for people to be going to these things? Is it fun? It is fun. It is $85, which is kind of steep for a two-day event. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, people are, like, uh, having a good time. You know, I don't really see anybody looking bored. Everybody's really busy working on the quests and talking with friends and all oh, the game chatter is everywhere. I mean, if you if you don't know what you're doing, like if you're just coming to cover the event, fortunately I know about the game, but if some people are just coming, yeah, it's really hard to speak to these people. Well, I think most people are, you know, who fly into an event like this are um, able to you know, they're investing that much in it. They know what's going on. Right. But for the most part, um, I mean, if you have the money and you like 11, you mm-hmm. should come. I mean, they turned away so many people because so many people came and they just had an allotment of how many people they could have. I think it was 2,000. Uh-huh. So, so uh, I definitely think it'd be worth it. Overall, pretty good then, huh? Yeah. Especially... Now, how many people um, are, like, just coming there and actually just, like, you know, coming out to a social event and then doing nothing but playing their, you know, MMO all the time? Well, if they're doing that, they're doing it in the, uh, they're not doing it in the actual uh, event because okay. you're not bringing out your laptop and playing the game because there's not a lot of power strips or anything. Oh, okay. Um, also, this is your chance to play Wings of the Goddess, so... So they're playing the new expansion that. in that one level, start at level one thing. Um, there's also, uh, there's lots of, I'm sorry, there are other challenges. There's the hero challenge from last year and other events where you get to fight the uh, the main leaders of the nations. There's a heroine challenge. Wait, 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 wait. so that means I, that I get, does that mean I can um, fight Shantoto or something? 
Uh, Shantoto is probably in the Heroines Challenge. Oh, okay. I know Prish is in the Heroines Challenge. Nice. And that makes me not want to fight it at all. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And just for fun, you can fight the generals from Besieged. Ooh. Are they strong? All five at the same time. I never really got to do anything with the generals before I quit, so I didn't know if they were really very strong or not. Um, well, yeah, because they're, they're the key, they're the cornerstones of Besieged, and if you lose them, then the seal breaks, and if you seal breaks, you lose the uh, oh, astral candescence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I've tried to cure them before, just to keep them alive, and, you know, your, your cure fours do, like, 10% of their health. Hmm. Fun. So to go up against them in five on six combat doesn't exactly sound like a lot of fun. So the people are doing this with their normal characters then, or no? They do them with st- stock characters. Uh, oh, even I'm, worse. I assume they're, they're does anybody they're succeed people. at these things then? Very rarely you'll see someone who can actually kill someone. <laughs> just I've, and that when you say someone, that's not the challenge. That's just one of them. That's one of them. And you have to beat um, more. The general thing. Someone said that uh, he tried it. And uh, he, they got one to eighty-seven percent before they die. <laughs> it's just, it's just I think ridiculous. That one really, you're not supposed to win that one. The yeah. heroes one. I've seen people win it. You were supposed to win it last year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So unless they've changed it, it's still winnable. But the trick is, first of all, you're not using your equipment. You're using base stock equipment. Mm-hmm. You have no sub job. So Why bother? You get to do one job with no subs. Yeah. So, you know, things like Red Mage Nin don't work out so well. Yeah. Because you don't have the Nin. But a lot of stuff and doesn't it, work out so well. Yeah, a lot of things. I mean, I mean like, you can't even practice it because you, you can't unequip your sub job, even. So. The only way you could practice it is if you went to Dynamis uh, COP and tried it. Mm-hmm. You can, I actually have unequipped my sub job before. You used to be able to catch the lag of the mod. Yeah, but if you yeah, change that fast that's, that's not official, though. I mean, they don't let you no. really, truly do it. Uh, I, I've Actually, never really felt they, good they about those challenges because they just seem like ridiculous things that they throw out there, and it's like somebody who locks out is the one who wins. So, well, if you get a good enough strategy, you can do it. Um, when I did it last year, we got two of the three down in the heroes, but we mm-hmm. were mostly dead by the time the second one died and couldn't take it out. So anymore. the heroines is one on one, or is it all? Is it like three girls that you're fighting against, or it's three girls against your party? Okay. And so you have six, and they have three, and you try to contain two and keep one. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. And you can just keep it's trying right. it again and again and again? Uh, yeah, I think you have to wait in line for it, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on, shall we? Next story we is... Shall. Yeah. Next story is uh, that the Dungeon Explorer is coming out... For, the Dungeon Explorer. Yeah. Come, one of those, the video games, is being out for those. the Nintendo. Uh, Dungeon Explorer for Nintendo DS and PSP. Um, Hudson, which they're owned by Konami, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, so coming out early 2008. And it sounds like it's a follow-up to the previous PSP game or something, right? Or No, I'm sorry. It's, there are two versions, I guess, and one is they're different from each other, which is weird. But you get Wi-Fi in the DS one, which is weird that you don't have Wi-Fi in the PSP one. Well, sadly, the PSP doesn't really have a really good in-place network for Wi-Fi playing, whereas Nintendo has the Nintendo Wi-Fi network, so hmm. kind of sucks if you have a PSP. Yeah. I would like to know, I mean, it would require finding a developer that would tell you, but what it takes to get the PSP to play more than ad hoc, because you see so many games 
that Final Fantasy Tactics was ad hoc. Disguise ad hoc. All these good games are, you can't play unless you have a friend next door who has them. Well, has the PSP in the same game. I think you've nailed it on the head, Jordan. Um, it sounds like Nintendo's probably providing servers or making it very easy to get servers, whereas PSP Sony isn't. So, I mean, if you don't have that infrastructure in play, that requires an ongoing investment. IT staff to take care of the servers, the cost of the servers, the cost of the bandwidth. That's uh, that's enough to say no way. Mm-hmm. Sony's trying to do that with the PS3, but yeah, I, really, Nintendo's the only one who's doing it for free. And even then, you have to use friend codes. Well, we don't, we really don't know that Nintendo's do. doing it for free, but it seems like they have an They're infrastructure. They're not charging that us. Yeah. Whereas Microsoft, you have to pay a fee to play games online. Yeah. Though, but they're using it very well in, in all yep, their games. Yep. It, it, fault Microsoft as you will. It seems that that money does make for a decent network. <laughs> so. so if Sony were going to charge for network play, would you pay for it? If it would improve their network and allow you to take your PSP online? I would pay for it when I saw benefits that I cared about. Right. Like Microsoft got me to pay for it by having the live arcade games on there and basically making it the only way to play these games online that are on their systems that I can play online. Sony only have that option. I mean, there aren't enough games out there that I care about, and there aren't any out there that are really online, so I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I think I could be convinced into it if you know I felt I was getting value for my money. Now that I've seen that, now that I feel more convinced that Microsoft's money is actually going into the network and not just into their pocketbook. Well, that's what they've been saying all along. It's just nobody believes them. Yeah, nobody believes them. But now that we see, I think what the the thing that's speaking more true to them is the failings of the other companies who aren't charging. And so it's like making me think maybe there's something to this pain money thing. <laughs> hmm. Oh, there, there's still plenty. There's still plenty of journey to go on this. But what? Nintendo doesn't charge us, and their networks are great. But they only put really networking in about one game in a hundred, and even then. A lot of the games that scream network play, they didn't. They didn't do it. The only games that really have good network play, Mike, are like on the DS. You got like. Well, yeah, I meant the DS. Sorry, I was only thinking of the DS. Yeah, but I mean the consoles matter too, and the friend codes thing is an abomination. So no, I don't. I don't consider Nintendo to really be anywhere near anything with this network stuff yet. I think uh, they're starting to put stuff in, and it's like okay. I don't still know. Not People talk it. about friend codes, and then you have like Mario Kart that yeah. had the friend codes and also had just random play. And yeah. then people are like, well, I don't want to play against random play because they play too cheap or something. So, well, yeah. but that's the what point. If you're, if you're playing with a guy and he's really good, but you random matched and one of you wins or loses, you want to rematch and you can't. Yep. But because yes. you have friend codes. Yeah. So the 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 social connection part of it is gone. Um, but more than that, who wants to sit there and enter ATM codes every freaking new game you get? I can't just put a game in and go and be up and running. And sorry, this is video games. It has to be impulsive. Code. Yeah, a friend code is fine. Use the main Wii friend code. Why do I have to have a separate friend code for every freaking game? That's the ridiculous part. Mm-hmm. And, then and every and, one of your friends, if you have, and they could have done the same friends, thing for the DS. You got to put eighteen codes in for all eighteen friends every mm-hmm. time you get a game. And and there's no reason for it to be a code anyway. It could just be a unique gamer tag like Xbox has. And I, I I don't know. It's it's like this paranoia about predators or whatever they have that I just don't get it. 
But that's all way, all way off topic. <laughs> the point here is that Dungeon Explorer is coming out, and you get to, you know, go kill stuff, kill the evil. See, I love this. The land is plagued by legions of undead soldiers known as the Evil Menace. See, that's good old-fashioned uh, villain Can't get names. Better than that. Yeah. So. The evil. Did anybody play the old Dungeon Explorer games? I, I've never really heard yeah. of this franchise before, to be honest with you. Under siege by a demon god controlling the evil menace. That's right. Classic. Aye. In a land with evil menace. Or something. So, something, something. Bad things happen. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll keep moving on. Well, hopefully when it comes out, we'll be more excited about it. Because we'll have a chance to play it for you. Lionhead Studios donates to Child's Play Fundraiser. Which, I don't know why this is really a big news story, considering that everybody's going to be, pretty much every video game entity in any way, shape, or form donates to Child's Play now. Um, I think what's most important is just the Child's Play is still going on, and it's really one of the best causes out there. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the few things that really gives games good PR. Because, I mean, everybody is trying to say that the gamers are just a bunch of psycho killers, and then we have things like Child's Play, which really shows that the gamers are good people. Yep. Yeah, I got nothing to add to that. And so it sounds like they are also doing... Okay, so why it's a news story is that you can buy items off of Amazon and have it delivered straight to the hospital of your choice. And you could yeah, you could do, do that, that already. Either. So... I think it was just we had a press release, and it was the first time we got to mention Child's Play, making sure everybody knows it's still going, and we didn't get official press release that Child's Play was started. No, so. no, because there's an auction here, and that, that's something the Fable items, if you auction on, which... Oh, okay. Yeah, but... Would any of you be interested in buying any of these things? Not myself, For no. Fable? No. I don't care about Fable, hmm. but... I think a Fable 2 quest character named after you would be kind of cool. Uh-huh. That would be kind of creepy. Yeah, I would only I care know, I if I was gonna 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 going to play Fable, and I'm not going to. in a game. Yeah. Well, you, you go and do that. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, okay, win, this story awesome. is kind of written backwards. So there's going to be an auction, a dinner auction, in December 11th at Washington State Convention and Trade Center in Seattle, Washington. Um, so, Mike, you'll have to go down to place our bids by proxy for us. And uh, oh, okay. at that event, Money you can bid place. on a number of items, which we have listed in the news story. Go to rpgamer.com to, to see the list. And uh, some of them are just limited items. Some of them are, you know, having the ability to have stuff named after you in the in the new game. So, there you go. Next story, hands-on impression Mass Effect. More 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 soliloquy from from Firemist, I guess. Um but that's okay because Mass Effect is awesome. We want to hear more about it. So, so just how yeah, awesome Mass- is Mass Effect? Mass Effect is awesome. Um if you are reading, if you are listening, reading, if you're listening to this podcast, then you like RPGs and therefore you should like Mass Effect. It's <laughs> that, that simple, simple, huh? Yeah. Is Mass Effect People a reason like, to well, buy a 360? Ooh, that is a good question. I'm going to have to say probably. So, exactly. so you're saying Mass Effect is worth um let's let's go with the arcade I get. Do you need a hard drive from No, I guess you can't. So No, you, you 280 don't need plus 60, so Mass Effect is worth $340 plus tax. I would call Mass Effect a console seller. Wow. Yeah, that's a good way to avoid the question. <laughs> is it worth three forty? <laughs> yeah. Or was it three sixty? Isn't it three forty? Two eighty for the arcade plus sixty for the game? Oh, two eighty. If I did not have a three sixty, 
and I had a chance to play Mass Effect, I would go home, buy a 360, and Mass Effect. Ah. Uh-huh. Because this this is this is game of the year material easily. Well, this is you've heard it here, folks. If you are unsatisfied with your three hundred forty dollars purchase, please send email to dragon at rpgamer.com <laughs> <laughs> and see how well, that goes. Well, you know, fortunately, <laughs> um, this podcast will be three days old by the time it comes up. Yeah, that's true. So, all right. So how? So back it up now. Why? Why do we care about it? Because it's not what um, it's not a simple game where you can just say, "Well, this is why you should." It is such an immersive experience. It it tries to be with it. It is what other games have tried to be, and that is a total um, a total game. It's not like Morrowind where it's open and you say, "Okay, I'm here. What do I do?" And it's not like a Final Fantasy game where you go step A, step B, step C, step D. There are there is linearity, but there are lots of branches. There are lots of choices. I mean, you could play this game probably eight, nine times and get different story elements and different uh, experiences. And um, just the way they explained it, you can go to a planet and play it and then replay it another way and have an entirely different experience. And so just for that one section of the game, there are all these different ways you could play it. Um... Your character isn't locked in anything. You could have your uh, assistant characters be actually the main killing force, and you could just cure them, or you could back them up with magic, or you could be the you know you could be the bad guy, just taking it. Well, not the bad guy, but you could be the 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 main killer, and everybody could back you up. You can do whatever you want, and you just it. I don't have it right here, and I want it, and. I can't remember the last time it's like, I need a game. I mean, I came back from Edmonton, and it's like, where's my game? I need my game. You guys are, like, torturing me. So we should be clear here. the things that were, were griped about in places like Penny Arcade, but the fact that the game, because it has no hard drive support, has terrible loading on hallways, and elevators take forever. Yeah, who cares? I didn't I... see any load. First of all, we already had to play on a, uh, a hard drive system. And they were saying that the disk will actually work better because the hard drive is, is uh, it's not optimized. So even with <laughs> Mike, that Mike, statement, that's called PR spin. That's, that's even not a... <laughs> with that statement, I didn't see a lot of loading. I didn't see all this taking time. I mean, yes, there is some... And I can see... Oh, I can see what they're saying. It's like the Metroid, uh, quote, bug, where the door doesn't open because it's loading. Yeah. Uh. And that could be what they're talking about. But they don't just let you sit there in a loading screen. They're talking and having uh, background discussions. They're having character discussions. So you're not just sitting there doing nothing. So I it's mean, not yes, that bad. No, technically it is. I, I can see what it is. It is a loading screen. But the characters aren't just sitting there and, like, you know, waiting for the elevator. They're talking Gee, you wish this screen events. would load. <laughs> That'd be some right. awesome but dialogue. The thing is, is apparently those dialogues aren't completely useless. They can open up mission branches mm-hmm. that you can get. Like, they could, you could be sitting there in the elevator and someone could come overhead and say, oh, the ambassador has been captured just, like, over a news bulletin. And you could go to your quest list and there could be, you know, do you want to go save the ambassador? So mm-hmm. it's not entirely wasted. It's not just a loading screen and you're like, okay, these guys are talking, I'm bored, Good. whatever. I like it when game design takes that stuff into account. 
shows that they're yeah. thinking about it. Um, now, we should be clear. You were flown out by my by Microsoft or BioWare or somebody out to Edmonton to play the game for how long? Edmonton in Canada. I only got to play it for three, maybe three and a half hours. All right. So we should be clear that this is not a full review. This is just this is just complete. Wow style impressions after three hours of play, but so far, correct. Yes, very good. But you can make your own character, or were there stock characters already made for you? You can do whatever you want. You can go with the stock character, you can go with a male or female basic soldier. When you played, when I played, I went through the thing. I made a really uh, angry, uh, red haired, green eyed woman who had a no nonsense attitude and and it's great because I could continue. Do you that always attitude. make female main characters in games that you have the option to? Not always. I chose Pokemon. Not always. As male. Oh, okay. I think he just wants to get the lesbian scene. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm sure I'm going to get that in three hours. No, I just. It's one of those things where you're going to an event and you're literally. I don't think there was a female in the group. Ah. And so how many people are going to explore the female side of the game? So you're and just taking one for the team. Different. Yeah, <laughs> and you know they're not bad to look at. So yeah, but no, that's fair. The the great thing about it was, you could control you can control your attitude in the thing. It wasn't well. Let's let's decide and have a personal choice on what I'm going to do. You could just say, it's how you respond to people. You could say, oh, you know that's okay. We didn't you know mean to mess it up. Or you can say, no, it's all your fault. I can't believe you screwed that up. And do they it's, put it that totally... eloquently, or do they try to phrase things? So, how does it work? Do you However like, you want to say it. Do you have, like, the full... you got, like, what, three pages of text at the bottom of the screen, you choose which response you want to give, or...? What they do is, it's a it's a dialogue wheel, mm-hmm. so someone will be talking to you, and then when it's your turn, you have usually three choices. One is a nice, one is a neutral, and one is a mean one. Yeah. And they're all paraphrased, and so what they say is mostly, like what it says, but they try to make the text short so you can make the decision quickly, and then they might actually say it quite differently. Well, that's actually really but, nice. So instead of just clicking it and hearing them say what you just read, you can right. actually no, be engaged and listen to it. Yeah, I mean, so it would say, you know, the text would say, no, you are wrong. And it was like, and then he'd go off on this tirade for nice. like, you know, 30 seconds or something, and you're like, yeah! <laughs> Get that satisfaction <laughs> of that. Yeah. Excellent. So, I really, yeah... I, I want it, and I, I can't remember the last time I wanted a game. I'm sitting here waiting, salivating, want game now. Want Aside game. from looks, though, was there any difference in playing male versus a female? Yes, the characters will respond slightly different. It's not just a he said, she said swap. Um, they said a lot more that would happen later on in the game. You're obviously, your romance choices are different. Um, things like that. It's... It, you know, if you're going to play it multiple times, you have to try female at least one of them, because it is going to be different. And if you don't, we'll come to your house and kneecap you. <laughs> what? Uh, you said you have to. So. Well, no, I to... said if you. Yeah. Well, okay. Fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go get a bouncer and yeah. sign him up. The bouncer. Okay. So more on Mass Effect, obviously, to come. Are you going to be reviewing that, Mike? No. No. Omega is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our, our yeah. BC man is going to do it because I am just swamped. Okay. You're still going to be playing it, though. 
when I can. Obviously, I have to do reviews, so I'll be very sad, and I'll probably play it like a couple of days, a couple hours a day. But you know. mm-hmm. all right. Moving on from the wonders of Mass Effect to Pokemon. That's right, teaching Pokemon in school. A story that apparently chose not to use the accent mark for the word Pokemon, which to yell at some people about. Pokemon. That. Yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon. Let me show you them. We have. Yes, thank you. I promised I'd say it. Yes. Is that the obligation of every Pokemon story? Yes. My Pokemons, okay. let me show you them. So Anyway. <laughs> we have... Now, this is this is actually a follow-up to a previous one, isn't it? This is not brand new. These no, Pokemon it's more details plans. on how they're actually doing it. It's not just... Uh, and it's not like the first time Nintendo's put Pokemon in schools. Yeah, so the National Institute of Aerospace and Nortel Learn It, which I'm not sure what they were going for with that logo, um, have joined forces to create the most powerful Pokemon-oriented learning tool in the world. So I, I guess they made a Pokedex. I don't I don't really understand. Um, <laughs> Master so the Science... the only Pokemon learning tool? Wouldn't that, <laughs> by definition, be the most powerful? Well, I mean... No, there was a previous one they're no longer using. Oh, okay. So this one's better. It's like the better. upgraded Pokedex. It's, Poke- it's, it's like the national Pokedex. All right. So masterthescience.org is a website that has downloadable lesson plans that focus on a variety, oh, excuse me, on various aspects of science, like the sun, shadows, and space, but with an added splash of Pokemon to hold the children's interest. <laughs> Apparently our kids yeah, are too AD&D unless we throw Pokemon in there. I mean, what does that really mean? Does, does it mean Squirtle is on Saturn? <laughs> Pikachu is on Uranus. How can Squirtle get to Saturn? Does he need to come closer to Earth or go further away? <laughs> I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but um, what will happen if we throw Pikachu into the sun? The sun will explode, of course. Yeah, so we're going to make up science and teach them that. Excellent. Lesson <laughs> two. This is aimed at third <laughs> through eighth graders. Science is just yeah. to make it up. This is aimed at third through eighth graders. Which what, what age range does that translate into? Um, the eighth graders still uh, yeah. Watch or play Pokemon? That's why I'm asking. I think I yeah, think they it, do. Actually, Jordan, two of the people on this podcast still watch and play Pokemon. So. Well, yes, but we're a little bit <laughs> crazy. We're not the, the general. <laughs> oh. I mean, no, oh, but we are the general population who's listening to this watch. podcast. Yeah, almost all little kids will watch Pokemon, and I'm, you know, but eventually you grow out of it, unless you're someone like us who keeps playing the games. Yeah, actually, I won't watch Pokemon. I think they're dorky. <laughs> the show's got some that, issues, you know, but yeah, maybe these seventh and eighth grade kids probably don't really think it's cool anymore, unless they're one of the people who still plays the games. So well, that's always going to be the kid. There's always going to be the kid who thinks he's too cool for anything, especially Pokemon. Yeah. But I mean, when I was in eighth grade, what was there? Final Fantasy two. Um, you know, sure. You got to play these games if you play them. If not. Then you find people who will accept you for playing them, or you you know try to reject everything to be cool. This is not this is not the issue. All right, so there are always going to be kids that do that. All right, that's pretty much it for the story. It's uh, masterofscience.org is a new one. Apparently, Pokemon Learning League is a, another option that was already out there, and that must be the one that isn't the most powerful. This master of the science is, or something. I guess I could try going to the site and seeing what you, wonders you we have. All right, master the science, dot, 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 master the game. 
Explore 21st century science topics using 21st century tools with the help of these resources. All right, so for grades three through five, here's some here's some topics we got. For, no, for grades three through five, we have timekeeping by the sun, traveling with dirty snowballs. So apparently, Pokemon teach you about the yellow snow and living in space. <laughs> New. For grades six through eight, we have expanding universe. Life of a star. That must be your uh, throwing Pikachu into the sun example. And new right. traveling in space. So, oh, sweet! That's my example. Let's let's click on traveling in space. <laughs> okay, so, so they give you a PDF file. Right floating through space now. Yeah, so they give you a PDF file that gives you the lesson plan in it. It's, uh, wow, it's a big one. Uh, <laughs> Since the beginning of time, people have looked to the skies and wondered about worlds beyond Earth. Um, blah blah Wondered, blah blah. Can oh, we throw oh, oh, this is great. Into the sun. <laughs> this is actually rather good. Often, traveling through space seems the work of science fiction storytellers than the results of science facts. In the Pokemon world, legendary stories tell of the mysterious powers of Dialga and Palkia. It's possible such powers <laughs> would make it simple to travel through time and space. Space travel isn't so easy in our world. So we're sitting here teaching our kids about worlds and science that does not exist. I told you, what's the point in science unless you're making it up? <laughs> we can prove it later. Let's say it now. This is great. So, students will compare the structure and function of past, present, and future launch vehicles. Okay, I should probably read through this before I bore you. Um, Alright, so they're actually... <laughs> past, tell- present, and future Pokemon. So they get a... P- <laughs> create a timeline of greatest achievements in space exploration using a PowerPoint presentation or website, all of which are capitalized, to organize their research and ideas. So, in other words, wow. it's it's a big lesson plan about rocket ships is is what it really comes down to. And where did the Pokemon come from? Um, there's they're po- flying the rocket ship mist. Let me oh. tell you where oh. the Pokemon are. They are on the tops of the lessons plans and on the borders of the pages. Also, oh, it's like a branding, <laughs> pretty much. It's not really like it's not really what you know. What does Pikachu have to do to get through astronaut school to get on the space shuttle? Not that I've seen yet. I'm still going through the plan. It's it's got so many Pokemon images in it. It takes a while to scroll through. Um, so you've got links to all sorts of NASA articles and astronomy articles. They've got models your kids, your students can make, and the you know, little balloon type rockets, the type you so put along a clothesline. They're just there to look pretty and to make people pretty much. Who really don't care care. That's Who's what I'm seeing. Care, I, I don't well, see really many it, Pokemon not, here at all. It's not even a care. It's just to get the image into the school so people, you know, you go to the toy store and it's like, oh, I saw that image in school. Let's try traveling with dirty snowballs. Let's. I don't want dirty snowballs. <laughs> in the Pokemon world, Palkia's legendary ability to control space captures our imaginations. <laughs> Similarly, in our world, comets have perplexed and amazed us for centuries. <laughs> that is the best link ever. <laughs> Palkia's legendary ability to control space, of course, logically leads to comets. So let's have a lesson about comets. That's what they mean by dirty snowballs. That's what I would have done. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think of space-faring Pokemon and dirty snowballs. I get a different image. Um, Yellow snow, comet. Sure. You didn't make the connection? Uh, No. I was making a different one. So they... Directions to make mystery comets A and B. So they actually... They have you make... Filled some cups with cocoa and sand, and the cocoa simulates graphite, by the way, and foam comets, and you make some comets, I guess. I don't know, whatever. And you throw them at each other? Actually, this seems somewhat fun, just because you get to make a mess, so I might try some of these. <laughs> so you get the... So I, I'm still not seeing... Elementary school yeah, again. I'm seeing... Elementary school is fun. 
there was there was no stress in elementary school. There's nothing. That is that. true. Yeah. So again, I see no actual Pokemon in the lesson plans themselves, other than a Dialga and Palkia on the top and and side of the thing. So it seems like the the best uh, integration of Pokemon is with the the description the teacher reads. <laughs> nothing that the student actually gets their hands on. So that, that's interesting. Way to go, oh Nintendo. Well, you know. Wow. You have, I don't know. I would actually want to see someone do a study and how this would affect uh, just the Pokemon branding. Would it actually make an impact or not? Oh, no. Hmm. There's more to this. Though. There's more to this. Um, not just the lessons planned. There's a, there's a flash site that helps you plan, try out... Oh, do you have to pay? <gasps> No, they can't charge teachers. Teachers don't have any money. Yeah, there's a trial. Yeah, you have oh. to pay. How much? <laughs> that, it doesn't say. It says free trial for your school. Click here to start. So let's see, subscribe. The answer is too much. So here it is. So there's the lessons plan, which doesn't have Pokemon in the text because it's a freaking lesson plan. And you can just use that, apparently. I guess you don't have to pay for that. Um, but if you uh-huh. want the actual Pokemon branded stuff, it's a flash site that you log into on a PC, so you have all your kids log into, I guess, in a computer lab, and they've got a couple sample ones off that link to from the from the lesson plan sites, and you, they have the characters from the TV show, and they talk and, and, and show you stuff. Oh. So that's that's where the po... That would be annoying. <laughs> oh, I don't oh want check Ash this out, check this out. Ash is a moron. This is going to be great. Well, we still have a ways to go before we get there. I know. And the sun's about to set. I hope we don't have to walk the rest of the way in the dark. I wouldn't worry about that, May. I bet the moon will shine brightly enough to light our way. How can you be sure? Some nights there's a lot of moonlight. Okay, enough of that. What the heck was that? (laughs) That was their, this is the beginning of their plan about the lunar cycle. Oh, wow. So they're teaching you about how some nights the, the moon is bright. Some nights the moon is not very bright. (laughs) <laughs> wow I feel enlightened yeah thank you Pokemon <laughs> well you know back in the oh, back in the whatever year I went to school <laughs> 1937 uh, I'm old um, there were there were math programs on these really ancient computers where yeah. you would play games to do math and I know a sure. lot of people would pick up on that a lot more than if someone just handed them a paper so, I mean, it's just kind of the evolution of the same idea with Pokemon. Yeah. All right. I know so I feel old. Overall, we're pro Pokemon lesson plans then. That you have to pay for. That you have to pay for. Yeah. Okay. Um, something else that you have to pay for is your pre order bonus for Pirates of the Burning Sea. Um, starting November 13th, so this past week, you could pre order and you get. Uh, oh, we kind of covered this last week, didn't we? There yeah, we go. Did. There I go again, going crazy with my copy paste. I still like. I still like that they call their beta the pre boarding party. It's still my favorite. That's one of the best things. That is the, the best name for for pre for beta. All right, so I know you get a, par- a parrot. So you get a uh, you get a specifically colored parrot. You get a where is it? Blue, Blue and, and yellow, yellow mighty blades. <laughs> Um, actually, no. You get a blue and yellow parrot, and you get a swords-type 
called Mighty Blades. It's a fighting style. They're two separate things. What if you want to call your parrot Mighty Blades? I I think you should call your parrot Mighty Blades. <laughs> it's got to have a sword. Even if it's like a little sword, the parrot has to have a sword. Why, could, like, where, would um, the, where would the parrot hold the sword? See, that was where it I was going to on my, my tail it to by its saying wing. that yeah. you would glue it to the parrot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should do that. Tape, you know, it works. Probably get it, get it sued by a PETA or something like that. Anyway. All right. Um, it's just a game. I can I can do whatever I want. All right, let's let's move on. We you're you're already late for your thing, Mike. So no, no, we're doing good. Okay, Keep going. we've got new releases coming out this week. We've kind of already touched on this, but just so people know, we've got Final Fantasy XI: Wings of the Goddess, which comes out for multiple platforms and the DS. Because for some reason, oh no, never mind. I'm reading this. Wrong. <laughs> That's Revenant Wings. Multiple platforms will come out for PS2, PS. Uh, no, I guess just PS2 and uh, Xbox 360 PC. and PC. Woohoo! So 360 version coming out at the same time. I thought it was going to be delayed a little bit. Oh, who knows? No. Does anyone care? I mean, seriously. Okay, so a large portion of our audience probably cares, but what? Okay. I'm pretty sure that it was coming out at the same time they fixed the delay they were having before. Well, that's good. Um, Final Fantasy XII Revenant Wings also out this week. Get your uh, get your real time strategy Final Fantasy XII action on on your DS. Hopefully, doing better than the Secret of Mana one did. Revenant um, Wings is twelve. Yeah, Revenant Wings is going to be awesome. Nice. Um, who's who's covering that for us? Uh, Somebody. All right. What is? Hold on. Just let me click the right <laughs> window. All right. While you're looking that up, uh, we've got Mass Effect also coming out. Obviously, as we've been talking about, go buy it. Stop. Why are you here? Oh, that you would be, be me. Ordering it. Um, oh, you're covering Revenant Wings. Yes, instead that would of Mass be why Effect. I'm busy with, instead of Mass Effect, yeah, you should cover Mass Effect instead. Well, I already acclaimed Revenant Wings before no, Mass you, Effect. Was it doesn't matter. You own the site. You say screw it. I'm taking it. No, I can't do that. Uh, Omega wants his love. Well, for what's Mass the Effect. point of having power if you can't abuse it? <laughs> All right, maybe that's a moral question addressed by Mass Effect. I don't know. Fantasy yeah. Star Universe: Ambition of the Illuminus. Is anybody Is covering that? Fantasy Star Universe. Uh, they're still releasing it. I mean, this is the new one that's been coming out for a while, isn't it? Oh, whatever. Yeah. I thought the game was dead. No, it's not dead. Alright, so someone will cover that. Um, Puzzle Chess Challenge of the Warlords coming out for Wii. So, it's now out for pretty much every platform it can be, isn't it? Except PS3. That would be yeah, the only one. Yeah, Toaster Oven has Puzzle Quest. Yeah, PS2 and PS3 don't have it, but the DS does, I want, I want the PSP a, I want a does. with Puzzle Quest on the display. Okay. We'll, we'll work on that. Um, <laughs> there are no downloadable RPGs that I'm aware of, unless they come out later this week. Um, we've got some feedback, though. This, this is a part of the podcast where we take reader or listener, excuse me, feedback. Yeah, you can read well, this podcast. I'd love to know how. Say that again, Mike. I can barely hear you. I thought we did that after the games. Um. Well, we we did the games. No, we didn't. We're done. Missed. We didn't do the what are we playing. Oh, that's last. Oh. Because that's the part where we ramble on, on, and on. Unlike the oh. rest of the podcast. <laughs> unlike the rest of the podcast. Yeah. All right, so... You know, I th- so at this rate, the podcast is going to be like three hours long by 2008. Yeah, that's that's my goal. I'll go for one-up <laughs> yours type length. So. Come on, man, let's get to the porn. <laughs> so Max Storm... <laughs> This is the interesting part, because Maxstorm was on the podcast last week, and then he saw fit to leave a 
a message in our forums that uh, he thought our intro music sounded like porn music, which is kind of sad because I took a, I downloaded a copy of Acid Express made by Sony last week or two weeks ago because our previous m- music was apparently copyrighted and bad for us to use. So I said, okay, I'll take all these default loops they give me and make something. And apparently I'm a composer of porn music now. So it makes me sad. But I hear that's really easy. It makes you sad? It would make me happy. <laughs> well, maybe that's you're proud about weird. that, but I'm not so proud about it. <laughs> so maybe I need to buy some new samples and come up with something else. Or better yet, a listener could maybe contribute something that isn't copyrighted that we could use. But I know Jeffrey keeps wanting us to use certain... He wants us to use parodies of songs from South Park, which I I still haven't gotten my head wrapped around that one. But I'm still not getting how we could do that legally. I don't think we could. I think he's just he has a he has he's an really agenda he's trying to push for no reason. So, <laughs> and if you would like to leave feedback for the podcast, you can go to our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest updates forum. Look for the RPG Cast thread and post your comment or response or complaint or positive praise. Um, anything in there. You could also email us at podcast.rpgamer.com, and we will love to include. Your feedback on the be, podcast. Yes, it'd be really good if we actually stickied it. Yeah, it probably would be good. <laughs> You're the one who makes it. I'm not. I'm not the admin of the board. See, that's his job. You're a mod. You can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We've got uh, some. Well, let's just get into it. What have you guys been playing this week? Why don't we start with you, Jordan? Well, I've been playing. Symphony of the Night at work, and at home I'm playing Fire Emblem for the Wii. Symphony of the Night at work. So is that good for whiling away the hours at, at work, then? Yeah, when they're not looking. When they're not looking, okay. <laughs> That's right. I works hard for my money. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. And Fire Emblem, I'm almost at the end. Looking for the for this money, apparently. Well, gotta do something. Fire Emblem is really hard. That's what I'm hinting at. Yes, it's really hard. Uh, thank God for battle saves. No, no Otherwise, kidding. yeah, your whole party would be dead. All the time. All the time, yeah. All dead. Once, All die. the time. In a world where you die every time you're hit. Yay! That would be like real life. <laughs> Pretty sure if someone walked walked up to me and hit me with a lance, I would die. Well, probably. Well, that's how it is in Fire Emblem. <laughs> Unless you wear a trash can for armor like Meg does. Mm. But anyway. So, but you're still having fun with it, right, Jay? Oh yeah, it's it's a blast. It's hard as pretty hard, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to get a good review. That was a nice catch there. It's hard as uh, uh, something I can't say. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. It's really gosh so. darn hard. <laughs> gosh darn hard. <laughs> Dag nabbit. Shucky right. dang. Alright, so. And Symphony of the Night is uh, a good port, I hope. Yeah, it's a really good port. It has a couple extra things that the original... Uh, PlayStation release didn't have, and even the uh, Xbox 360 and PS3 uh, downloadable versions. You get to play as Marina for the first time, and that's pretty sweet. 
And there are a couple extra familiars. Well, not so the first time, but it sounds like this time it's better than the first time. Well, you couldn't play as Marie before. Well, on the Saturn version, I think you could. That was in Japan. Well, if you really worked very hard, you could. <laughs> well, the first time you can play in English in America without importing. Fair enough. Well, aren't we technical? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> All right, and... Uh, but they still haven't changed like the translation in that or anything, have they? No, it's got a fresh translation. It does. It's actually, yeah. It's, so it's, it's no more wait, wait. It doesn't say like what is a man but a miserable pile of secrets or anything like that anymore. No, they changed it. Oh, you're um, kidding me. That's changed. It's wow. no longer a miserable pile of secrets. It's what is humanity? Something about secrets and lies. So it's the same they thing. Totally <laughs> it's the same, the same basic idea, but they they changed the wording. What is humanity but a stack of lies and secret issues? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I'll see if I can find it. That's okay. No, no, really, we don't need it. <laughs> that's that's kind of interesting, considering like uh, how class you know that's kind of synonymous with the game at this point. <laughs> Throw the yeah, wide they glass. It. They retranslated <laughs> it. it. For the most part, the translation seems to be a lot better. Well, that's good. Um, that definitely added a lot to tactics, so hopefully it adds a lot here. What yeah, little is. Tactics. I have to play it all over again. <laughs> it's worth it, though. Yeah, it is. Tactics rock. Well, oh, oh, does it? Does it, Mr. 4 out of 5? Why do you hate that game? What's wrong with you, 4 oh. out of 5? Yeah, come on. What's no four? response at all. <laughs> He's like, oh, crap. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> He got called out. Apparently, back four out of five. That's the highest score I've ever given a game. Really? Well, tied for it. Yeah, I've never given a four point five. I wanted to give a four point five to Mother, but Roku wouldn't let me. Why Roku wouldn't he let wouldn't you? Let you? What do you mean? Because he wouldn't it'd be let fanboying. You? Oh, Roku's your mommy. He says what you can and can't do. So you have you have that five, and you're just not going to use it. Never going to bust out the five, huh? Maybe not. Use the five, otherwise there's no point in having it. I know, it's it's not like it, five on our scale I don't think means perfection. I just think it means like excellent. <laughs> but whatever. Perhaps I'll review a five game one of these days. <laughs> well, Fire Mass says Effect. Mass Effect is the five. So we'll see. <laughs> he hasn't even played the whole thing yet though. <laughs> I played three hours. He's like, he comes at a five. I'm like, no. Actually, no, I think no. you gave it a you gave it a nine out of ten, which is funny because we don't even have a ten point scale. <laughs> you did. Jay said, he asked, of, "Yeah, yeah." He asked out of one out of ten, and I'm like, uh, nine. All I all I know is I heard nine out of ten, which I thought was interesting. So it be right. mostly four point five for us, but you know, mm. it's it's based on three hours. I'm afraid to give a game a ten out of ten in three hours. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> I should be. That's just wrong. <laughs> All right, so what have you been playing, Mike, other than, uh, um, I guess... Dragon Quest, Monsters, Joker. Still. 50... No. Am I, did I break the 60 hour? Weren't you almost done with that game last week, and now you're still oh, I, almost... I beat it. Oh, okay. 57 hours, 4 minutes, 16 seconds. Now you're wor- working on getting number one in the world, huh? <sighs> well, first of all, they closed down the world battling after being open for the first week of the release. Oops. Because it says it was open in spring 2008, and then you could go and battle in the world anyway. But they fixed that. It's a, um, why don't they want that open now? I think because they want to give us a chance to catch up to everyone else. Oh, so Japan had it and, before us then. 
Japan like had usual. it before, and right. actually, unusually, a lot of Europeans are on the top ten of the world. When yeah, they all hacked. Whatever. Importers and whatnot. But for the most part, the single-player game is fun, and the online-player game is the most frustrating thing you'll ever do. Because <laughs> Then why are you playing it? <laughs> well, okay, why would you play Fire Emblem? Because it's a challenge. All right. So well, I want to play... Usually when I hear of a fun challenge, I don't hear it described as the most frustrating thing you will ever do. Can we put that on the back <laughs> of the box? The most frustrating thing you will ever do. <laughs> Michael did well. Part of, the, the part of the problem was is I got it before release. So I got all the way to number two in the region, which is North America. You just don't like losing your your spot, huh? Well, no, because I, I worked on these monsters and I was having this good time. And then I go online and I'm like... How do people have level 99 Zamas already when the game's been out for three days? GameFAQs. Yeah, so I went to GameFAQs. I'm like, is there some secret trick to you know breeding them faster? And people says, oh, no, we're just using XP times four cheats. And we think <laughs> that's okay. No, that's not okay. It's just because you have yeah. a job and you have a social life that you think you can cheat to go faster than someone else who has a job you, and a social life. To be clear, that's, that's how fair. they're justifying themselves, saying, I have a job and kids and a mortgage and $14,000 no, in debt. I have a job and I still play <laughs> games. Yes, but, yeah, but I need no, to, but I need to cheat. I don't should... have time. I have to get to level one right now. It's my entitlement and I must cheat to get there and then I can move on to another game. <laughs> right. It's the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> If you have time to play it, stop playing it. And they say it's justified because they don't have time. Like, the rest of us are just sitting around 15 hours a day playing Dragon Quest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's not how it works, people. Yeah. And so if you're cheating in Monsters, I don't want to see your team online. I think that's just unfair for everyone else who's trying to enjoy the game and have a good time. And like I said, 57 hours, I can't get in the top 200. Hmm. Wow. You know, I have rank S monsters, but they're not all max stats. They're not level 99 because that would take forever unless you're cheating. <laughs> or you actually have spent 200 hours in the game since it came out and you are currently rotting away. So, what is your current cyber- goal then? What is your current goal? Are you just are you, are you giving up on it then or are you going to continue to try and level it legitimately? Well, since I went to FanFest, I haven't been able to play any of my rank S monsters online. Mhm. Um because I've been busy for right, some yeah, reason. But, I I, yeah, but what's your goal? I would like to see how they go. And if I lose the number 100 again in one round, I'm done. If you lose what? You have 10 rounds to fight each yeah. character, each battle you download. Yeah. If I get wiped out without an attack to the 100th person in North America, like I did last time, mm-hmm. with all this new rebuilding and, and Silver Dragon God and you know things that should be kicking butt, I'm done, because that means I will never catch up to anybody who's cheating. And Square Enix can't tell if you're cheating because they're, you know... But obviously you're having fun playing it because you you want this to work, right? Well, the problem is... You enjoy playing the the multiplayer? There's only one thing left to do in the game, and that's build the monsters. And the only way to build the monsters is to go and kill metal monsters. Okay, but but you're having fun playing the building the monsters, right? Yes. Okay. That, that's so just what I want to establish because it just seemed like you were doing it just to do it. <laughs> like, I want to make sure you're no, actually enjoying okay. it. I've, I've had fun. If I'm not making any more progress, I'm done having fun because now it's going to get monotonous where you just go to the same place, kill the same monsters. Gotcha. 
Because that already sounded reached... monotonous to me, so I just wanted to make sure. It... Yeah, just a little. Yeah. Well, no, because you were. It was fun to think you figured out the tricks of how to catch the monsters, and I still haven't caught enough metal monsters that I can make a gem slime. So that would be kind of fun. A gem slime. But so is it like shiny slime... and stuff? The gem slime is like the final evolution of the metal slime path. Okay. And it's awesome. apparently now are they there's in abilities. previous Dragon so you can... Quest games? Hmm? Are they in what? previous Dragon Quest games? Are are gem slimes in previous games, or is it new for I know, monsters? I know what the question are. Previous Dragon Quest Monsters games. Okay. Yeah. I saw some kid reading a Dragon Quest monster book on a plane in Japan. Ah. I looked over I his shoulder when he wasn't looking. I remember they had the contest, and everybody who was in the top ten had a, a gem slime. Neat. <laughs> to post a picture. But we did post a picture. Oh. I have to find the picture, then. Or maybe it was just on the website and we took and I just right. Yeah. It was on the uh the Dragon Quest Monsters Japanese website of the ten characters who were gonna play this battle royale. And cool. uh, I think it was an a live event kind of thing. Alright, so that's all you've been working on this week? Fifty seven hours. What okay. more are you <laughs> <laughs> How much time do you think I have? No Fair way. enough. <laughs> okay, so I have been playing a little bit of Fire Emblem at the beginning of this week and then I got swapped, so I played some uh played some non-RPGs because the Xbox Live celebration thing, they had some contests for that, so, but I don't have much to report on that. Jordan's made a lot more progress in Fire Emblem than I have, that's for sure. This week I'll probably pick up Mass Effect and, if I have time, play it. I want to I read this Mass Effect novel. Um, for readers who don't yes. know, they have a prequel novel out for like 8 bucks if you pay list price and probably less if you buy it at like some Amazon? store. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think actually I think Amazon charged me the full eight bucks. I was oh. surprised because it's it's paperback, so it's not like a hardcover yeah. discount. Um, it's made it's written by the author of the game story and um, some other podcasts I listened to back when it first came out seemed to like it. So I'll see how that goes. It doesn't look like a hard yeah, read. He was really, he wasn't pushing it when we were talking to him, but he really thinks if if you want to get and understand the world of Mass Effect. You don't have to read the book, but it will really help. Cool. So, Works for me. So I might end up picking up the game stuff. and not starting it on the first night so that I can get more time to read the novel. Did See, I figure out the novel while I'm in uh, Utah on vacation. Nice. Did uh, did you, did anybody pick up uh, Mario Galaxy this week? No, it went to my Christmas list because I have yep, to have I something my relatives to buy me. Have you had a chance to play it yet, Jay? Uh, I played One World. I took a small break from Fire Emblem just to see how it is. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some getting used to, Okay, but it's not bad. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Go into that. Well, <clears throat> getting used to the controls and everything, because I mean, every time you get into a three-dimensional Mario, you really need to get a feel for how he moves and you know, try and like, even jump on a Goomba is a little bit hard until you really learn just how to move him right. So okay. There's a bit of a learning curve. You know, and you always, you fall off everything and get sucked up by a black hole every time, you know, if you just slip, basically, on, on some of the planets. So you definitely have to learn how to play it. Hmm. Oh, hello, cat. But so far, it's been pretty cool, and it looks like it is going to be a really good platformer. Yeah, it's obviously getting 
a lot of a lot of good press. I actually liked Sunshine, so I don't know what everyone you know everyone hated that one. I I don't even I don't even like Mario sixty four to be honest. So I'm hoping this really turns around for me because I just have not enjoyed three D Mario. I get bored I with it very hate easily. Sunshine. I just thought it was kind of empty. Like there wasn't really enough variety in the worlds. You just kind of did the same thing over and over and over. That's, oh, you're definitely going to have a lot of variety in Galaxy. Yeah. So far, just what I've played, it's nothing but variety. Which and everything's you don't really tiny. Have as much cohesion. But I guess that's kind of the point. You and, want it to all be unique and fun. And everything's tiny, so like if you get bored with the world, just go on to another one. You don't have to beat them all or anything. So I like that too. Okay, I've got attention-starved cat just attacking me here. Sorry about that, people. And so, uh, the, uh, yeah. Sorry, I was looking up the Mass Effect book because you mentioned it. Yeah. I find it interesting. There's an eight-dollar Mass Effect book that you can read. Yeah. Or. I mean, or when you get the game, you can buy a hardcover strategy guide for $35. Well, the the book doesn't give you any strategy, so... No, but I think it's funny that the, the book is this, you know, normal paperback, but you can get a hardcover strategy guide. Yeah. That is weird. They also do have the, the normal paperback. Or you can just go to GameFAQs. Actually, yeah, there's Amazon like selling for 23 But still, I think it's interesting. I've, I've only had one hardcover strategy guide ever. And that was, was the it? limited edition Final Fantasy XII from yeah, that's Europe. The, that's the one I, from Europe? From Europe. Oh, uh, I've got Piggyback, one from the U.S. Made it. Yeah. Well, that, no, that came in a book, though. What? Okay, so I guess I do have that one. But no, this one's... I, I showed you pictures of that before. It has the gold trim on the pages yeah. and stuff. Oh, nice. And I just checked on audible.com. They do not have a audiobook version of Mass Effect, which is sad, so... That would have been an easier way to read through it, I guess. <laughs> He's like, I might have finished it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so covered Mario, because, I mean, it's freaking Mario. It's probably going to be the biggest game that people will be talking about for a while. And uh, that's why I wanted to get some people's thoughts Until they get Mass that. Effect. Yeah, until we get Mass Effect. Until so, they get Mass Effect. In other words, for the next three days. All right, so we've got uh, nothing left. So unless there's anything else cool you guys want to bring up, I think it's time to sign off. No, I think we've uh, rambled on long enough. Fair enough. Um, thank you all for uh, joining us this week. If you'd like to leave some positive feedback on the on the podcast, please go to our iTunes um, page. Just search for RPG Cast on iTunes. Leave us a positive review. Um, I have yet to see if Dig has put our podcast up yet. I really wish they would. If they haven't, Let's see dig dot com slash podcast. Interactive surfing, best thing for for the podcast. Fine podcast, RPG Play by play of sub and surfing. Oh, hey, we're up, finally. All right, yay. Yay. All right, so you can go and dig us. There's one dig right now, and that's um, mine, so (laughs) I don't think I count. (laughs) Um, Yeah, who dug this podcast? Sabin1001, excellent. None of my friends have digged it even. That's very sad. I don't have many dig friends, though. Nobody likes to use it, apparently. I don't even have dig. None of of my internet friends like to use any of this social stuff except Facebook. And the only thing they do on Facebook is send me more vampire and zombie invitations, and I hate those. Live journal. (laughs) Live journal is not a social network. Live journal is just a it's just a blog site, so it's not the same. No, it's it's just it's a blog site with a friends list. That's not that's not the same. Live journal is as far into social life as I'm going to get online. That isn't IRC. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about true for most of us. 
All right. Well, thank you, listeners. Thank you, panel. Thank you, Jordan, and thank you, Michael, for for helping. Um, thank you uh, to everyone on our staff for posting stories and for all your support for the podcast. And thank you, listeners, for listening to it. Hope you'll join us next week. Until then, this has been RPG Cast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Well, right now, I just put the PSP to sleep. Something then that you can change the wire and the PSP back and go. How long does it take to change the wire? Ah, just about a minute. Okay. So for it's a nine-minute process. For eight minutes, you don't do anything. Yeah. What an awesome job. <laughs> Literally, that's like well, that's 12% not of your time true. is working. It's not that I don't do anything. I played Symphony of the Night. I'm, just, I'm doing something. Getting <laughs> something productive done. your job. What they're actually paying you to do, you only have to work 12% of the time. Only when I'm cutting wires, and it's only about once or twice a week. Oh, okay. We do the rest but, of it. Uh, Mondays, I'm actually pretty busy. He plays Fire Emblem. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I haven't. <laughs> I have a lot <laughs> Now I make buckets of solution, and it's basically. I like that. I, buckets of solution. Buckets of solution. That's what I, I then, do. I, I then pour it out. Of... I pour it out onto the floor of problems. <laughs> well, I hope I don't pour it onto the floor of the cleaner, but I've done that before. <laughs> that would be a problem. Yeah, it is, he was trying but... to solve it with the solution. <laughs>